60 hours. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. She said, recording in progress. So, so you said like you work 60 hours a week plus like maybe 12 extra hours. Yeah, give or take. It's not like a set amount. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's like, mine's probably like 65 hours and then like Damn. about 10, 12 hours, like you said, on top of that. But yeah, like, and then I also work out or, and I'm always doing like extracurricular activities. You know, I've done some community service work. Like, yeah, man. It's, Twitter is not the most important thing. It shouldn't be for anyone, you know? And if it doesn't fit into your schedule to be posting on it a lot, like giving it that energy and like being in the engagement groups, then there's almost no reason like to be posting and to be there if you don't have the energy to like really put the time in, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Honestly, so, so, like, yeah. Yeah, go go on, bro. No, I mean, I'll fucking talk to Cody forever. It's this. <laughs> I'll talk, to you, talk to you now. So no, I was, I was just going to ask him um, after the military and all that, is it Amazon something you wanted to focus on or were you going to go like, what, well, what, what's your, what's your five I'm years from now? The plan is like the plan A is to like get entrepreneurship in every avenue going and just right. have that on the up and up. Like that's plan A, but like plan B, which I also plan on doing regardless if plan A works out or not is using my GI bill to get my, uh, pilot's license and like becoming a pilot oh, okay oh there you yeah. go yeah I, I think that would be a lot of a lot of fun so is, is that your main drive to try to be a pilot it's not like my no my main drive is like i've wanted to get rich since i was i remember the first <laughs> yep. time my mom i was gonna get rich i was like 10 years old right I feel you. Yeah. i've wanted to get rich forever so like entrepreneurship has always been like first thing on my mind but Pilot just seems like something I would enjoy on the side. Plus, like, while the GI Bill money is coming in, I can pay for my living expenses and, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Awesome, man. Yeah. yeah just, keep I would, I would, just keep interviewing Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to close I'm going to close it. Yeah, you literally should close it. What do you need, Cody? So, let me talk to you, talk to you about the SaaS product. No, nah, I'm fucking with you. Uh, all right, oh, no, bro. So fucking, I wrote down because I try to just kind of go acapella on these things, you know. Like, I, sure? like I don't interviews are very cool, you know. Like, I think podcasts are cool. Like, of course, like exactly, exactly. It's it's so important for me, like as the host and Cody, to have like stories and be relatable and shit and like be cool people. And so, yeah, like my uh, preparation for this was I wrote down sales, clients, persuasion. <laughs> yes, sir. Adderall and Jordan. <laughs> Listen, that's literally my life. Everything you say, that's exactly what's going on. So, yo, remind me how old you are. I'm 25 years old. You're I got into sales at 19. Yep. Okay, so you're literally our age. I'm 24. I just turned 25. Yeah. Um. So what the fuck, dude? What 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 is? What the fuck is you are just you have such a crazy energy to you, bro. Like we've always thought that you were just one of like the I guess outliers in this space of just people who were that active on Twitter, but we could tell we're just doing cool shit in real life. Right. Like a lot of the things that you're interested in, like I'm new to, and Cody definitely knows a little bit more than me about. Um, persuasion and I'm trying to think 
other things because persuasion can be really broad and i want that right right you know what i mean because that goes with females that go oh shit i need to talk into this fucking mic dude fuck um oh, you're good it's not there right. you're all right bro you're good uh, so yeah but like persuasion with females persuasion with people friends uh even posting when you're writing like there's so many things that persuasion um seems to be imperative for and it's not even like a a dark thing i think it's actually just smart like i think it's just right. i think there's a lot of boneheads out here and it's like with a lot of things you know like we're stubborn we're stubborn you know and so when you tell someone that you're like a persuasive you're good at persuasion <laughs> right yep. that's sinister but those that actually know what's going on it seems like think the complete opposite yes sir yeah i like to be super realistic when it comes to sales and like you said sales we're always selling everything right like literally like you said dating that date you go on you're selling yourself to that woman uh and it can go you know you got to close the girl like if you're trying to get pussy that night you got to close the fucking deal um so it is what it's it's a human instinct to persuade people you know people are persuading people without even knowing they're being persuasive uh like a father to his child, like the child's trying to get a piece of candy, right? That kid's going to do everything it takes to get that piece of candy and persuade the hell out of his father. Does that make sense? Right, 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 right. Yeah. It kind of is human nature then, huh? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Again, that's kind of why I'm not anonymous, but I'm, I'm like 50% anonymous. Just because a lot of what I say is controversial. Um, can be conflicting with the company and whatnot. But, dude, I'm just being, I'm just being real as far as how sales work, how people work. What makes people tick? Human nature. So I'm curious, like who you who you follow as like your key influencers, or even if right. you do that, you know, like who do you? Yeah. So you like a lot. Yeah. So as far as like an influencer, yeah, uh, literally nobody. <laughs> Author authors. All I do is I I read a lot. So I would say the number one person who put me on this game, and I'm sure you both know who he is. It's Robert Green right he, he's the author of the 48 laws of power mastery oh, okay um art of seduction okay cody do you know who that is yeah yeah robert Green, he's, a, he's a fucking genius okay i don't exactly. know who that is i don't know who that is but you know i'm yeah. new to space anyway so yeah yeah so i mean i mean by definition he is an influencer um but i might get him on the podcast bro yeah <laughs> actually you know he actually would he actually would oh yeah yeah, I'm pretty sure you've been on Rogan. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's a yeah. popular book. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's a really cool. Uh, What's crazy is he would do a podcast with you. I guarantee it. He's he's very open to you know underground podcasts. And whatnot. I'd be so down. One of my main things right now that I'm already just picking up on that uh, I don't know. I don't really have a game plan for it, but I just have it in my mind is that I need to have, like, I just not even need to, but I want to, right? Like, I want to have stories. For, right. Like, I saw Colty fucking post this the other day. And yeah. It, I was like, that makes sense. And I already knew it, but just, like, reading it from him, I was like, yeah, okay, okay. He was like, um, podcasts aren't cool when the when the host is just some dude who's just, like, a and they rely on the guest to be super cool. Right. Hogan has such a successful podcast and yep. uh, Jocko and Lex, like all these dudes have successful podcasts because 
they can relate. And I think that I'm quickly realizing that I just need to start going and doing like everything just so I can start. Yes. All over the you're place. already doing it now, dude. Like this aside, what you're doing in the Twitter spaces, the Discord, you're talking to everybody from every single niche, literally. It's copywriting agencies, ghostwriting, everyone. That's exactly what you need to do. So you can kind of pave your own path and learn from everyone. That's it's genius, actually. I've been trying to get Cody because Cody and I kind of balance each other out, right? Like, yeah. like, like Cody takes a shit on me when it comes to habits. Right. And like I can't, I can't confidently say that I take a shit on him when it comes to work because he put so much time into his work that he doesn't even fucking care about, you know. But like when he comes back home, because he's in the military, like you said, sixty hours yep. that he doesn't care about. He's he's with mail. I don't know what that means, but like it's gonna be a lot cooler when you're dealing with trucks of FBA shipments, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much more. Just it's just gonna be a different like a different vibe, and so. I don't blame you, obviously, you know, but I do try to like naturally, like I want you to, if I'm successful in a certain way, of course, I'm going to share it with you, you know? And so, yeah, I've worthy in this way um, right now is like, you are just like doing one thing at a time and I'm still doing one thing at a time, but I have a lot of shit going on and I don't know. I'm just kind of like, whether I'm prepared for it or not, I'm still going to get it done. And that's just kind of the mindset I've been in. Yeah. No, every day is a learning experience. Definitely. It literally is, bro. Like, Cody, I want to hear what you have to say, though. For sure. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, it, it's, yeah. It, I, I find that I work best when I'm doing one thing at a time. Like, whether it's, like, learning, like, when I was deep into Twitter and we started Opulent, you know, like, I was – I was just like my main focus was on Twitter, but I was also still going to the gym six times a week. I was also still, um, you know, doing my normal day jobs, like like completing my normal habits, still like writing my notes, making sure I'm clean, making sure I'm well, like good health. I have a good diet, you know, stuff like that. So um, always, always learning. Like, um, I think the habits though has done really well for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But after, like, right now, I'm learning FBA. Once I get FBA locked in, or at least, like, 80, 90, 95%, then I'm going to go on to the next thing. And it's just going to compound. That's the way I see it. Yeah, you know, like, I need this matrix, bro. I'm sorry, bro. Honestly, like, I <clears throat> since we're, like, brand new to these podcasts and shit, right? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, if I can't talk openly, I don't even want to do it you know what i mean no this is exactly how it's supposed to go trust me right like, <laughs> this is what i want though yeah. eventually we're going to be in person like this i mean exactly it might be zoom with some people but like like i don't know like you're my fucking homie dude like i would hang out with you for the next 12 hours so like a podcast is like of course we need to dive into what you do because i'm genuinely interested and want to share it with opulence of course but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Listen, Twitter, I mean, we, we, we can all agree that Twitter, people take that shit too serious. Let's be real. That's why I've been so happy lately. Nah, see, like, that's the thing. Like, Mace, yes. email Mage, and, like, even, like, JK, like, all of these dudes have just been, like, chill. Yes. Like, just Jay chilling. Honestly, 
Like, that's why I think it's so cool. Because all of these dudes on Twitter have obviously a ton of results. And yep. they're just kind of chilling out, like just like showing their shit off and building a following and getting more sales. <laughs> yeah. And it's not the shit on, you know, the platitude accounts. It's, it's, I know that like, if you're, if you're trying to grow a following, make money on Twitter, as far as, you know, your tweets go, platitudes yeah. are going to be your, your go-to, right? Um, but understanding that my content, I know how Twitter works and how you can make money from it, but I don't really care because I make enough off of Twitter, if that makes right. sense. Right. That's always that, good. Yeah. Right. And again, it's not the shit on platitudes. I think yeah, 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 yeah. like like we have we have a few members yeah. in our group that are making money doing that. And it's that's beautiful, yeah. dude. If you can make a couple grand extra a month. So check me out, right? So I made a new account the other day and it's called like all day uh APH. I just affiliate marketing like psychology like, oh, shit yeah yeah but for one i was just seeing so many people making so much money off affiliate and i'm like right. no brainer and then two platitudes right like i don't fuck with people that just only get platitudes that they don't right, right. like they don't do anything with it right but i like psychology is like a way of life for me right so like when i i yes. understand the way that i'm thinking and why i'm thinking a certain way and what is doing triggering this and triggering that and the same thing for everyone else around. Like I want to see what they're doing, you know? And so writing about psychology is so easy for me. And a lot of times right. it's off as like motivational platform content, but it's literally coming like from my dome. Like I'm not, even, yes, sir. I'm not copying it. Like this is genuinely a thought that I have. And a lot of times it seems to be a powerful thing. And I've kind of built like an audience on my main account that's just like super business. So I don't start like posting a bunch of platitudes and shit. But on my second account, I'm just gonna start just dumping shit because I have stuff. You know what I mean? Like Cody, like you much that shit too. And you probably do too. Like I wish, like I just want a space where I can just write about like mindset and like. Yes. I mean the writing. doing isn't going to be platitudes but like it got to the point where like i needed to post platitudes to grow and i was only like jokingly go on google and like look up fucking platitudes and like find two that were so similar to each other and and post them like within four or five hours just to see which one would get more likes because it it just as like an experiment like yeah but you gotta like okay so the point of the point of me saying that is just oh, okay. like, okay. Okay. yeah, yeah, I, I have a point. I have a point. The point of me saying that is like, <laughs> I just, when it comes to platitudes on Twitter, like, I don't take that shit very seriously. Like, it's just part right, of the right. game. It's, it's part of the game, exactly. Um, yo, so, so Matrix, I wanted to talk about like the first time we ever interacted. I like, yep. I remember like so vividly. Uh, we were in a you? smart monster group and, uh, Everyone in there was like so cookie cutter, and we were like the only dudes in there who were like yep. fucking cool ones, you know. And you just reached out to me, and you're like, "Dude, we're on the same fucking grind. We're on the same path. Like, you have to connect." And I was like, "Dude, Brandon and I just made this group. Like, blah 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 blah. Like, and uh, yeah, man, I just I'm like so grateful that you came into the group because it just like raised the bar about right. what we were bringing in. And like, I yeah, I mean. I guess I, I, I'm curious, like, what you were thinking at that point in time on yeah. Twitter. Like, 
what your goals are for the future on Twitter too, like where you want to take it. Yeah, it's funny you said that. I was going to bring that up, our first interaction. Uh, I'm sure you guys can relate, but you know those certain accounts where you just vibe with? Like, uh, it's hard to explain. Like, you, the platitude accounts, you can't really connect with someone who's not authentic, right? So when I saw you tweet, I'm like, this guy thinks exactly like I do in many ways. Um, and I always reach out to accounts like that. Like, if, you're, if we're on the same page, I want to learn more about you. So that's exactly what happened at that moment. Uh, everything you tweeted resonated with me. Again, it's a whole psychology-based thing, masculinity, all that. Uh, definitely I resonated. Remember, I remember when I first saw your account, bro, and, like, you and Cody were, like, going back and forth on the timeline, right. dropping it up. I was like, I was like, bro, why the fuck does this dude not follow? Like, I was like... <laughs> why the fuck is this dude not following me back yet, bro? And then Cody messaged me like 24 hours later. He was like, hey, bro, uh, Matrix wants to join. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, of course, you yeah. know? But I, at first I was like, bro, what the fuck, dude? Like, I, I want this dude to follow me because we have similar content and he's not. But right. Like, I was like, fuck you, bro. And, and I think we can all agree, like, back then we were all doing our own thing separate to what we're doing now. And I, I want to touch base on that. My Twitter, <laughs> so going back to Robert Greene, the 40 Laws of Power, you know, Law 48 assume formlessness, right? So I like to keep my Twitter like that. In the beginning, I was all about helping men, right? Catering to that niche. And then I switched to sales, catering to that niche, just to bring more eyes onto me. Um, and I think, I think that's what definitely brought the attention to the account. Um, but again, you guys, you guys vibed well. And I, I literally, like you said, I could kick it 12 hours with you guys. You guys are cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, fucking. When it comes to Twitter, bro, like, I don't really overthink it anymore. Like, right. I don't think the best way to get growth is to do engagement groups. Like, I don't think that. I think the best exactly, way yeah. to buy and go from there. <laughs> no, I agree. Because here, here's I the thing about engagement groups. Once you stop using them, who, who's still looking at your tweets, right? Exactly. Nobody. I think the, the, retweets, are, the retweets are valuable for you to right. group, but, like, the likes literally mean it just makes your account Nothing, look yeah. that's it. You know? Yeah, which is important. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's they, better than it looking like shit. Yeah, I mean, they can be useful, but I, it's also what audience do you want to garner? What audience right. do you want to manifest? Because, like, I don't want like a bunch of platitude puppets like in my in my comments. You know, that's just going to be yeah, annoying. No, I think it's in, like we keep going back to the same point that we all know: results first. You know, and yep. opulence. Like, luckily, I bro, I fucking struggle with this. You know, like I want to make sure that I like am bringing a ton of fucking value before I release something. And it's really not a money grab, right? Like, if it was a money grab, I wouldn't be giving everybody a hundred percent. You know, like right. people are going to make more money than me at first. I truly don't care. The way I look at it is like, I would be stupid not to monetize it. Like we've been together for so long. We already have all this shit going on. Why wouldn't I? Exactly. It's, all, it's about building that community. It's not necessarily about monetizing it. Uh, yeah, that's what's cool is like, we have a bunch of dudes that actually give a shit. Right. And then going back to the engagement groups, like, going back to what Cody said like regarding his life like all this shit is in phases right so when you start off on Twitter 
you don't know anybody. Next thing you know, you're in an engagement group. Like it's just different phases. Engagement group is like phase one, and then eventually you hit 20, 30K, and then, you know, you don't need that shit anymore. Exactly. Exactly. I need talk to him. I know you got questions. Um, I was even I was even in a few other like bigger engagement groups that like had accounts that were over 20, 30, 40,000, but there were only like like eight people in there. And they would right. and they collapsed and would retweet each other each other's stuff and it would just like like one a day, you know, and it would just yeah, so. crazy, you know. Cody was but, uh, yeah. I love that. To switch gears, like um I'm really interested in like your sales journey. Like what was your first sales job? Uh, how did it move into what it is now? And like, what were the most valuable lessons learned along the way? Like regarding sales, like as much as you can sum that up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, 18, 19, I started learning about sales. Um, and that's, that's, it's weird how when you get into psychology, certain things follow. Uh, and that's that's where sales because sales is psychology. Once you know how people work, give you the the best salesperson ever. So I turned 19. My first sales job, I, I worked at a gym just selling memberships, and it turned less into about selling memberships and more about people who would come in through that front door and just connecting with that person, if that makes sense. So it'd be six o'clock in the morning. You know, they just woke up, but they're telling me about their day. Like I wasn't necessarily selling but i was listening and that listening transformed to, into selling gym memberships right and so i was like wait a minute like all these opportunities started to, to a point where you know i was just some high school kid now i'm a, now I'm a gym manager just from talking to people <clears throat> and so it clicked like the more you talk to people the more opportunities are going to come to you uh <laughs> and just just when you talk to someone it really puts things into perspective, man. So you just started working at a gym originally? Like that was your... Yes. That Fresh out of high school. Yep. Okay. So started going to college. Experience with sales? Like, no, your mom didn't do sales or your dad didn't do sales? Nothing. Nothing. It, it really started off genuinely enjoying talking to people. It's very weird. Um, I don't think that's that weird. Yeah, I, I get a high off of, you know, communication, learning about people. Um okay. Especially people that are like going into the gym, like right, right, trying to improve their lives. You know? Like, yeah, I'm everyone sure. has a story at the gym. Everyone. Yeah. That's why I get so sidetracked right when we do these podcasts because I could just talk about like shoot the shit, like families, <laughs> right, for days because I'm just genuinely interested. Like, I just have fun. Right. No, I exactly. I completely relate. So, started at the gym. Yep. How many people are like where where? Was this gym? What state are you from? What city? So I'm in Washington D.C., but at that time it was Virginia. Oh, okay. That's cool. I know. You said what? I was born there. Oh, Washington D.C. Awesome, man. Uh, no, in Virginia. Oh, Virginia. What? What part? If you don't, if you don't mind. Um, my parent, my parents were military when I was born. So. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Is that right? Your mom was. Oh yeah. Who's yeah. in there? Yeah, my- my parents met in the Air Force, so yeah. I was random. Yeah. Maybe you do have like some some brains. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you do got something cooking up there, bro. Absolutely. I, I, I good good brain genes for sure. 
don't know about hair. Cash you there, bro. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, so how much, like, were you making a lot of commissions with the gym and then eventually you were just making the most commissions so they made you manager? Is that basically Ex- what happened? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there was two, two gym managers at the time. One of them got let go and they saw that how I could connect to people. I was bringing in memberships basically just by sparking up conversations with the newcomers. I mean, people would literally, I would be at the front desk. I'm supposed to be cleaning, you know, and I'm talking for two hours, just the one person at the front desk. <laughs> That's just, awesome. They're, yeah, That's like, they're talking to me about their kids, their sick mother, you name it. Um, and so I picked up on that. I'm like, the more you talk to people, get to know people, the more they'll open up about you. Because a lot of people, and I, and I speak about this on my, my Twitter, everyone wears a mask, right? I always talk about these masks. Every, everyone plays a role, which is, which is, you know, it's how it works. But once you talk to someone, whether it's one-on-one in a group conversation, that mask slowly starts to fade come off um and then once once you're at that point that's when you can really get to you know know somebody and it's not about selling them anything you know, sales is completely separate from that uh, right does, does that make sense yeah definitely like also once you like take the layers off you also find out like if the person's even right for what you're selling like if they're right like you know or you're just wasting your time then you can just cut the conversation or continue it if you're just interested in them you know yeah yeah. So after the gym, and this this is a this is the craziest story because I was in college at the time. I was working at the gym. Um, I was I was learning about sales like a man. At that point, I knew that conversations were everything, networking, connections were everything. So I, I learned. I literally sat in my room. I was you know I broke up with my girlfriend literally because I was never seeing her because I was reading so much. And it sounds crazy. <laughs> I was literally reading so much. Um, Many such cases. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So it literally got to a point where I just, I just made sales everything, man. Um, so I was like, well, if I'm learning about sales, I might as well shoot my shot. Because I was making decent money at the gym, but like, why not go? Why not do something better? And I knew that I still had four years of college left. And I'm like, I'm not trying to wait. So I literally dropped out. I dropped out of college. Um, and not only did I drop out of college, I'm like, well, I need a plan now. If I'm dropping out of college, what do I do now? So I started just, you know, I fixed up my resume. <clears throat> Are you guys familiar with like Wall Street Playboys or the, the old Wall Street Playboys on Twitter? It sounds like so familiar. Like, right. they have, were they the same people like the G Manifesto or was that different? I mean, it, it sounds yeah. familiar. But. It's the whole bow tie. Sure, you guys seen the bow tie accounts on Twitter? Um, it's just a, it's just a wall, ex Wall Street Twitter account where they kind of dropped the gems on you know Wall Street uh, investment banking. Um, I got in, into them heavily, and they actually I reached out to them via email. They helped me build my resume when I was nineteen. Crazy enough, and I think they're at like a hundred k followers or something right now. <clears throat> so I just started cold cold calling literally all these different agencies, these different. Uh, companies and I'm like, listen, I'm not in college right now. I basically sold the phone call, uh, learning right. learning all the tactics I read from these books. You know, I was using challenger sales, spin selling, whatever I could. I probably called like a hundred companies. Uh, and, my, and the thing about sales is most of these companies, you know, they do require not every single one of them, 
but you know if you don't have a bachelor's degree it is kind of difficult to get a role in, in one of these positions yeah but it's very difficult but what i learned is you know that's bullshit honestly like if you if you can during that phone call sell yourself that's that's what happened to me you can get places so that's that's exactly what happened i called uh i, I won't disclose the name right now but a certain company and I basically just pitched myself, man, and, I, and it worked, which is mind-blowing. Because this company, they do require serious college, and I dropped out. I didn't tell them that, but I dropped out. So that's – I went from a gym manager to working at this company doing, you know, account development. And that's when everything, you know, shifted, man. Account development, basically, uh, lead, it's a lead generation for, for a SaaS company that I, that I was working for. Or yeah. 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 You still work for them now? I, I still do. Yep. It's been about four years I've been working there. So you do lead gen, bro? That's cool. No, no. So it started off as lead generation. Uh, and then I advanced my way to an account executive, which is about uh, a step above. I, I wish I knew more. I wish I could know more about it. But like, right, right. You're going to share what you can share or whatever. It, it, it'll cool. come out soon. You know, once, once, again, it's just social media accounts and corporate um if you ever worked corporate it can get a little iffy especially these days you say the one one wrong thing it can get you know lose your job right. over it. that's why i'm handing on twitter bro saying the same reason is because right. if like if like someone comes across and sees like one thing that i say that they don't agree with like i could get like you get fucked yeah or like you know yeah. something. so and you can you can be the best salesman ever but if you if you go against the political side of things it's over yeah, yeah, man. That shit is crazy, man. It's scary, too, you know? Absolutely. Oh, what does Adderall do for you? <laughs> oh, we shapeshifted now. So Adderall, oh, man. So here, here's the whole, like, how I got started with Adderall. Um, <laughs> so oh, I me, was... Yeah, give me the whole story. Like, nobody right. knows Adderall, right? Like, right, so what I, and here's the thing about Adderall. It's your favorite guru is on it. That's what no one talks about. 95 yes performance enhancing drugs are huge in sales even even on twitter (laughs) gigantic i do i miss it bro i used to take it i don't anymore (laughs) that's good it's good it's good that you're off and again i'm not i'm not taking this shit forever i know it's terrible for your heart you know sex drive everything it's terrible your sex Uh, drive has been shitty lately bro that's what everyone keeps telling me (laughs) (laughs) yeah all your boys keep messaging me, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as fuck. So, no. Here's the thing about Adderall, right? I, I was about 20, 23 when I started dabbling. Um, everyone, in my, when, you, when you transition from an account developer, developer to an account executive, things start getting a little bit weird as far as, you know, being sober goes. Um, I was I was probably ranked fourth, third place every single month, making damn good commission. But then it's just those top three, man. I'm like, what are these guys doing that I'm not? Right? I know how to talk to people. I'm making sales, but what are they doing? And then I listen to their phone calls, and I'm like, oh, this this guy's high as fuck. Like, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing 200 calls. They're doing like 300, 400 calls, and it's and it. And I'm like, oh, I could do that, right? Uh, well, I couldn't, because sales is one of those things where it's like. You, you have to be on the ball 24-7, like literally. It could be a Saturday 
holiday and it, you know you get a phone call you got to take that phone call um and you uh, listen i read that book by david goggins right what, what was the book called it hurt me yes exactly and and it put it in perspective you don't need any substances to you know progress in your field however i just noticed a trend in sales and that's that that top five we're all on drugs and i even i spoke to them about it. I'm like what are, what are you guys doing different like I have the same phone calls and we just, they're like, we work more hours than you. And I'm like, like, how do you have the energy? It's, it's 10. I mean, these guys will wake up at 6 a.m. and just get off the phones at like 10 p.m. And if you're in sales, it's, it's, when you think about physical labor, right? It's, it takes a toll on your body, but sales, it takes a toll on your brain. It, it really does. When you're, when you're repairing, hammering calls back to back, um, you got to have the energy. If you don't have the energy, you're going to be left yeah, behind. I mean, that's how it goes with writing too, bro. I fucking some days I'm like, Fuck. yes. Yeah. So those days is like, you got to still be on it. Like every day has to be a hundred percent. So, and that's been, yeah. that's so I started talking to people and those top three were like, listen, I'll be honest with you. Like we, and they're, they're, they're taking Adderall. They're taking Vyvanse. They're taking Modafinil. I'm like, okay. Oh, and I didn't yeah, believe that it. That last one I hear is insane. Isn't it right. Modifinil or whatever? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hear that's the best one. It, I've never taken it, but I, I know quite a few people who do. Yeah. So what I've heard about modafinil or modofinil or whatever it's called is that like you can't t- like Vyvanse or Adderall you can take every single day. Whereas right. like modafinil, it's like too addictive. Like it literally will like fuck you up mentally, physically. So you can only take it like once every three or four days because yes. of like. Do the effects last like throughout the whole time? No, they only last like one day, but it's, it's like well, a that long very, That doesn't sound very good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, that's, <laughs> that's why I would prefer Adderall or Vyvanse. But yeah, the only reason I'm not like pursuing doing Vyvanse or Adderall again is I want to become a pilot and they wouldn't let, they wouldn't let oh. me if I was That'd be honest. the best pilot there ever was. Yeah, you might be doing backflips on commercial flights. Yeah, it's like, why don't you allow it? But, I mean, I don't know. They drug test. You know what, bro? Under Biden, anything's possible. <laughs> anything's possible, bro. Um, yeah, you know what? Like, uh, my downstairs neighbor, right? Uh, that's the, obviously, Cody, that's Herman. Um, I don't want to dox him with all of our listeners, bro. We have so many listeners, and I just don't want to blow up his. Because if they dox him, they're doxing me, bro. They come here. So um, he, he is in, um, what is it called? Uh, he's in school. He's been in school for a long time. Um, for He's in respiratory therapy school. For like yeah. medicine, right? And it's like a three or four year school, right? But anyway, so he, I was driving by him the other day. And every time we see each other, it's just like, me, me. And we stop and we're like, what up, dude? And he's like, bro, do you know where to get cocaine? And I'm like, oh, oh wow. There you I, go. Like, I can try, but like, what's going on? And he's just like, man, fucking shit, bro. Like, I'm trying everything to try to focus and get this shit done, but like, nothing's working. And I was like, well, what have you tried? Uh, booze and weed. And I'm like, well, that's not right. going to work. <laughs> that's definitely not going to work. That's, that's the exact opposite of what you need. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so he asked me for Coke and then he was like, yeah, so I'm going to go to my doctor and try to get prescribed Adderall. 
And so every time he told that to me, I was like, bro, dude, you got some? You know, like he just got an espresso machine. So I've been down there like getting coffee and shit. And I was going to get Adderall. I'm about to be a, a fiend, bro. But I might try to get it myself. Like real talk. It's, like, it's not hard to get prescribed, bro. Like you can yeah. go to the doctor. Like one appointment, yep. you're prescribed. It's like getting a weed card like four or five years ago. Like, oh, it's too easy. Yeah. I'm probably going to do it then. You just go to the doctor or like therapist or whatever. You're like, oh, I just, it's just really hard for me to focus some days. And yeah. Like, I have, I have <laughs> yeah. who are Adderall and the family members like got really good results with Adderall. And like, I just feel like I need it to get my work done, blah, 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 blah. blah and they'll prescribe it to you. Like, just okay. like that. Yeah. See, that's that's exactly right there. Persuasion. See, we're persuading everyone. We go to the doctor, we're persuading our doctor. That's why it's so important. Right. Fuck, well, dude. Uh, I don't even know. I, I haven't seen, like, we. I switched insurance. And so I think I met my doctor once, but I don't even remember who it was. My last doctor would have been easy money. Like, she's seen my butthole, my dick. Like, she's seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it would be easy money. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Shorty, I'm fucking fucked up. She's like, okay. <laughs> But, oh yeah, it's it's super easy. I mean, yeah, I remember one time I overdosed on pre-workout when I was like 19. They said, "Well, here's some Xanax." You OD'd yeah. on pre-workout? Yeah. Your so, heart stopped. Uh, I did. I I did think I was having a heart attack. That's why I went. It, it's a long story, man. Fuck that shit. Bet, that I shit's your, worse than Adderall. I bet your BPM was like. Two- oh, it's insane, bro. Uh, we're talking thirty thousand dollars in insurance just from. Just Are you from fucking? That. <laughs> no, they did every test you could think of. I was tweaking. Fuck you. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Bro, it's crazy. I just look at my shoulder and go to the hospital. It's $1,500. God damn. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm not rich yet. So $1,500 cutting out of me every couple months. Not cool. Not fun. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. With, yeah. with the pre workout, I was taking it for like years. And like recently, like. Uh, maybe six months ago, I stopped taking it because I was starting to like up the dosage to like. Exactly. I was like, "This is fucking. I need to cut this out." Like. <laughs> yeah, one scoop yeah. turns to two, two to three. It's just how it goes. Yeah. Because caffeine, uh, you just you just stop feeling it after a while. It's so much caffeine, bro. If you get like three scoops in there, that's gonna be like eight hundred milligrams. That's like twice as much as like what's in a monster. Like. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. So what sort of uh, what sort of like podcast do you think are like just as far as like talking to people, right? Like, who do you think is a good? Who do you think is good with persuasion that you that you yeah. listen to? So I'm sure you guys are familiar. Jordan Belfort has a podcast. He's the the Wolf of Wall Street guy. Um, the whole movie was based on him. But he's he's, I guess yeah, that's another influencer. Going back to that original question, but he he's very good. If you just watch, even when he does his advertisements, you know, podcasts have advertisements. Even when he's speaking about whatever product paid him during that podcast, he's selling it to you. And I love that shit. Um, but, but he's really good at asking questions. It's a great podcast. I think it's called the Wolf Den. Yeah. It's yeah, the yeah, Wolf yeah. Den. yeah. I've been watching it a lot recently. Yeah. It's a great podcast. Grant Cardone. Yes. Oh yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. I've seen, I've seen the whole Belfort <laughs> versus Cardone beef as well. Cody, have you seen the video? I, 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 I see it pop up on my YouTube. I've watched it. But it's I, hilarious, I bro. Jordan Belfort's like, bro, like, how did you make that money? And Grant Cardone, yeah. you know, like, all I did was just like work super hard. And he's like, like what did you do like specifically? He's exactly. like, exactly. Question. 
what I did was I worked hard as fuck. And honestly, it came to me because I manifested it. <laughs> no, that, that beef like, was literally literally two con men clashing against each other. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. I got a, I got a lot of respect for Grant, though. Grant is a good salesman, too. Oh, he's, a, he's a hustler. Yeah, yeah he's a yeah. beast. He, he definitely does some shady stuff, though, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, seen so, I've seen so much stuff about him doing shady stuff. Like, uh, I remember watching this one podcast. It was like Graham, uh, Graham Stephan. He's like the real yep, estate yep. guy. Oh, that dude for sure takes Adderall. Are you kidding? Oh. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. You see what I mean? Yeah. Bro, that kid is just Buzz Lightyear in his brain. Like, that kid is like. Yeah. Grant Cardone, cocaine, testosterone. What do you, Cody, go. Bro, so, so he had this guy uh, named like Kevin on his podcast or something like that. Kevin's like a very similar guy, like also like a real estate guy. And he has a YouTube channel too. And yeah. uh, he was explaining it and he's like, yeah, so like I make a, I make a video about like uh, real estate, you know, modification and it gets like 20K views. And then I wait, make a Grant Cardone exposed and it gets like 500,000 views. So he made like twenty Grant Cardone exposed videos, like in a row. <laughs> uh, I would do the same. Thing. I think he's like doxing his whole life, and he and he got God, honestly. Grant Cardone sued him, like sued him for like. I bet, yeah. I could never, I could never do that. Yeah, I could never do that. Yeah. Could I you imagine? Him. Could you imagine editing for weeks just trying to like care about someone else? Yeah. Oh my dude, that that would drive me crazy. Like I would hate that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't like like I oh man. Um what was I gonna say, bro? What do you think Gary V takes? Oh he's I think here, here's what here's my opinion. I think he's actually sober, but I think he's down bad because of his Oh, I think he's sober for sure. I just I wanna just I wanted to You can see it in his eyes. We're talking twenty years of abuse. Yeah. You know what's funny, Cody? Is you know when he said that he used to uh he just didn't go out ever and like he just <laughs> Seller, that motherfucker was getting drunk as shit, bro. He was drinking the whole. Ah, uh, he's a drinker, bro. He was drinking the whole time, bro. He was sipping on daddy's wine, not daddy's. Yeah. Come on, I'm not trying to disrespect him. He was sipping on his father's wine and was balling out. I mean, man, I think there is something to be said about like um, the immigrant effect. Like, I've seen a lot yeah, of I guess he yeah, immigrant right, entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah, so it might just be like on the shoulder that just like aggression <laughs> sometimes you know? so i feel like it is probably that but it's also probably just like years of experience and like understanding yeah. like how to keep themselves healthy healthy and you know um you know do do what doesn't drain them of energy and like focus on right. those tasks more and outsource the rest you know i think that's what a lot of it is but I mean, he could be a drinker. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm right, fucking right. playing, bro. I'm fucking playing, dude. Come on. No, he's, a, he's a great guy. He's a great no, guy. he's a great dude. I've seen him in person. Like, I watched him live in person. Like, he, oh, he's everywhere, yeah. Yeah, he's the shit. Um, fuck, I had something to say about him, dude. Um, shit, I keep forgetting. Uh, oh, you're good. Why, why you're thinking about that, though? Uh, yeah. I, I, I do. Just, just a side note, like, we're talking about Adderall. For everyone listening, because, you know, we got the listeners, I'm not advocating stimulants or abuse of stimulants right i'm not saying like if you want to be good at sales take adderall it's not what i'm saying i think that's right? what i okay i'm 50 percent. that's what i'm saying I'm I think that's, honestly like yeah i think he's saying that I think the 21 year old me would agree with you there 
Yeah, uh, I think I think he's saying abuse Adderall and then also pick up a nicotine addiction. I think it, <laughs> it will make you more money. Uh, oh, well, you just sold half the audience, bro. Yeah. They're going to be at their doctor tomorrow. My, my chest, I can't stink. I mean, exactly. there's definitely like a negative side to Adderall as well, though. Like 100%, makes, 100%. It makes you less creative. It yep. makes you so dependent on it. Like the days I would forget it, bro, were miserable. Like I literally would hate myself yes. for the entire day. Um, you know, there's a lot it's of... It's weird to think like, that you were on Adderall like all the time when we first met in sixth grade. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I really was. And um, heart problems. And yep, it's yep. something that, like, I think not bad for someone, especially, like, in their early 20s to take to just bump up their career if it's, like, if right. they're not trying to become a doctor or a pilot or somewhere that gets drug tested or whatever. But, um, you know, it can give you that bump, but also you definitely don't need it. I think what's way more important than Adderall, a thousand times more important is being physically healthy in good shape yep. and like that's number one priority you know yeah meditation going to the gym that's all going to help and, and the thing about adderall and all these stimulants is like i said the reason why you feel like shit is because it is taking a, a fucking huge hit on your dopamine receptors and your serotonin receptors like draining them completely uh, yeah 100%. Uh, so yeah moderation is key the, the only reason why i brought it up is because it is what i see like it is the I guess you could say the dark side, the, the reality of these top performers. Um, and another big one I see is testosterone replacement therapy. That's that's even bigger. So if we're talking about guys like Grant, I even see it oh, in my man. workplace. Yeah, they're, they're on at least 200. I'm just speculating, 200 milligrams of testosterone. Bro, look um, at Roman's head in the past. <laughs> yeah, that that's probably from that HGH abuse. He's on some other shit. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, testosterone, a lot of people just think, you know, muscle, 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 but it's really the mental benefits of testosterone as well are crazy. And it'll make you feel like you're 18. So sales, testosterone, they just go. Oh, you've always told me not to do that until, I'm, until I need it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I, don't need it, yeah. For, I don't think it's smart for guys to do testosterone until they're like late 30s, 40s, or like – you know, you can get a blood test gun and check your top testosterone and see what you're at. Me personally, bro, like, I was the first one in, like, middle school to, like, grow leg hair. I feel like I always had, like, such a yeah. crazy fucking bro. amount of testosterone. You do, definitely. When kids tell me that they can't get their dick hard, I'm like, what are you talking about, Nick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Get my dick hard looking at the Mona Lisa, bro. Like, <laughs> it doesn't take yeah. much. Like, I <laughs> Rogan had yeah. a great, great analogy. Like I told you the other day, bro. He said, uh, Mike, used to, or Mike Tyson told him he used to masturbate before fights. I told him that Mike Tyson used to masturbate before fights. And he was like, bro, like, don't you think that was like hurting his testosterone? And Rogan was like, bro, if you don't think Mike Tyson has enough testosterone, you're fucking losing your mind. Right exactly. Here. That guy's crazy. Have you seen his recent uh, just clips of him? punch in the bag he's on some oh he's bro he has such good uh he has really really good like fundamentals for boxing like insane yeah about boxing i can at like some point i'm like mike tyson does that you know like i'm not getting taught by him or learning from him but when i learn boxing 
it ends up relating to him. And I'm like, okay, this dude's a beast. Like, dude's a savage. Like, the way that he, like, moves his head. like that Insane. This, bro, like, if I'm dodging a right, I'm going here. Dodging left, I'm going here. Like, that's what I'm taught, you know? And that's, like, that's him. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But when he was 24, bro, to say that, like, if he busted a nut, he was going to be, like, losing testosterone. Like, he was going to be lacking. No. Probably just not the case. Like, I mean, exactly. Probably he was, but I don't think it mattered. Like, right. Dude was a gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to what Cody said. It, he is right. Like, around age 30, maybe late 20s. It's just every year our testosterone starts dipping by like 1%. So every year it gets worse and worse. So, you know, people our age should not be taking testosterone unless they're, they need it. Like you said, you get the blood work done. If you need it, you need it. But yeah, age 30, definitely get the blood work. It'll, it'll help out. For sure. I, I also think like if you get a bit too, like there's certain foods, like if right. you get a early twenties, you can like delay that process like longer and longer uh like just by like eating the right diet like you know uh avoiding certain foods even like plastic water bottles exactly like, have stuff in it that like depletes your testosterone that's why I've, you know like it yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff you can do for it you don't necessarily need to do the testosterone replacement therapy there's natural ways to do it but yep a lot of dudes do the testosterone replacement and I don't blame them. Like I could see myself doing that down the line. If like it, it needs to be done. Yep. Simply. Yeah, yeah. Just some, just some natural supplements for everyone listening. Vitamin D, but you can get sunlight that'll boost your test. Uh, zinc, zinc has personally for me, I take about 25 milligrams every single day for the past like six years. I mean, I can bust, like 10 nuts back to back there you go yeah so i split yeah i usually get the 15 i split that in half is it good um, for the nuts great for your your sperm count yeah oh, nice. like you you yeah you'd be shooting ropes uh zinc magnesium that's that's that'll do it i i've heard of ashwagandha yes i did yeah. stop taking that though because I don't, I don't know what it is about it but it almost put me in like a this just is just for me. It's not for everyone, but almost like an SSRI kind of feel. Maybe very calm, twenty four seven. It's very weird. Yeah, I only take it when I actually like. I had like a super yeah. stressful day at work, and I get yeah. home and, and I feel drained, kind of like you said after taking like a million calls because I had to like talk to a bunch of people that day, or whatever the case may be. I might yeah. pop an Honda and like chill myself out before I exactly go get some more work done. Hundred percent. Yep. It is good for testosterone as well. So, Absolutely. Cordyceps as well. Cordyceps. I also take cordyceps, uh, which is a mushroom. So you think that these vitamins, like these are, because I don't take shit. Like, I don't take no, you don't need. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm open. I'm open. Even just taking like a regular multivitamin has like, right. a lot of those stuff in them in smaller versions, like it's super like, I, I think everyone should take a multivitamin. Like, it's, 100%. it's so, sure. so, so helpful. Well, what would you have to the, the challenge of, like, uh, Alexander the Great didn't take a multivitamin? I mean, they didn't they didn't live as long. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's yeah. a great response. That's a great response, yeah. Alexander lived to be 
29, like 31, something like that. Damn. Do you like just story? Like, what, what, what did you say? Yeah, yeah. Sales stuff, or do you like history and shit? Oh, I love history because the thing about I even posted on my Twitter today the art of uh, worldly wisdom. It's a great book. Uh, um, yeah, history, that's, a, that's the thing about sales is once you learn about the greats, a lot of what they did has a lot to do with what I do now. So like, you know, when we're talking about speaking less, you know, a lot of the greats, they never really talked too much, right? They were always very, they were like hidden in the mist. Like you only saw them when they were out conquering. But besides that, you, <laughs> it's like, what's next sort of thing. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these history books will teach you about that. You know, about scarcity, which is a sales tactic. Um, speaking less, destroying your enemy, not wounding. All these things, right? Like destroying your competitor. You know, has a lot of carryover to sales. Oftentimes, like when it comes to like a podcast setting, I'm just like such a comedian that I think of things in just such a comedy perspective you know yeah but when it comes to like jujitsu and sales and like closing clients yeah i just turned into like a i I, not really i mean i'm not great yet i get it yeah i want to turn into just a cold-blooded killer you know what i mean and that that's the thing is but it's just a matter of developing it yeah it's all about tapping into those natural instincts Um, it's time to get serious you're serious it's time to fuck around have a good time yeah that's the weird thing about like, that's why Money Twitter is so fucking cool. Right. Because you know, we don't have to deal with all the bullshit, right? Like, we don't have to deal with when we say that. So, but what about, what about, <laughs> yep. I'm trans. Like, I don't want to tap into that. It's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Dude? Yeah. That's, that's why I appreciate Money Twitter for sure. For real, though, like, Money Twitter is probably the coolest thing ever. Oh, absolutely. One of them. Okay. Like, top 50. It's like top 50. It's not the coolest thing. It's like top. No, definitely. It's just it's just the people you meet. Like we wouldn't be doing this right now if it wasn't for money Twitter. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, like, do you think podcast should be like a? I don't know. Like, I need to get better at the balance for sure. Like, this is like my fucking what fifth one, sixth one. Um, I just want to like shoot the shit so goddamn bad sometimes, bro. That no, I hear you. Like, I no, I think I think yeah. what we should do is once a week, maybe once every two weeks. We're in a, I know everyone's on some fucked up schedules, especially the out of North America and whatnot. Yeah. What maybe like once every Sunday, every once or two weeks, we all hop on the webcam, shoot the shit for like a couple hours as far as ambulance oh, yeah. goes. Yeah, all the boys. Yeah. Maybe, maybe make a separate channel, like a podcast or like a chill out zone. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. That's a great idea. Because I just, I'll do that naturally, bro. I love talking yeah. to like, and it's cool because we're all we're all doing our own thing, you know. Like you're doing the copywriting thing. I'm in sales. We got uh, travelers. Yeah, so many things. <laughs> like, yeah. If we could all just get together and just discuss and shoot the shit, like you could just learn a lot from everyone's day to day, man. For sure. Yeah, I think so too. When you were doing like sales at the gym and shit, like when you were just talking to people, yeah, there to be a science to it. Obviously, you know, like of course we're getting to know them, but we're also developing some sort of a I don't, for, I don't know the word like we're developing yeah. some sort of approach i guess or like an understanding of what they want or what they don't want you know yeah exactly so yeah just yeah. to touch on that so like personal trainers right let's think about a personal trainer 
I think the best personal trainer knows how to make their client feel good rather than just the physical side of things, right? What, what I notice, especially in the gym, is a lot of these personal trainers would lose their clients because all they focused on was the, was the workout. Most of these clients, as crazy as it sounds, they just want to talk to someone. As crazy as that sounds, like obviously everyone has a goal to like get in shape or whatever, whatever the motive is. But when, once you get to know your client and they open up about you, you could be a horrible personal trainer, dude. You can just have them like doing cardio for 30 minutes. But as long as you have a conversation with them and make them open, like make them feel needed, like just talk about their shitty day at work, you'll keep that client. But that's the power of, you know, connections, if that makes sense. I I believe that 100%. <laughs> like that most most clients probably just want someone to talk to. Like, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times I feel like people just don't want them barking at them. Like when it comes to fitness, yeah, exactly. You're brand new. You're just some dude that you think is way bigger than you and way more, I guess, progressed than you. They're just you, fucker. You can get you. Don't you love this? <laughs> right. You know, you're gonna be like, what? I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You know? Yeah, man. A lot, a lot of people like we don't admit it, but a lot of people are lonely, man. And especially oh, with this yeah. whole coronavirus thing like all people want to do is just sit down with someone to talk about their their day the bullshit that's going on so if you know if i was a personal trainer that's what i would do obviously you want to get them in shape because if you're not getting the results you're not gonna have the testimonials and whatnot but i think a lot of personal trainers especially on money twitter would benefit from that that's that's what my channel is about it's just for twitter it's just learning how to deal with people man because i swear it's Listen, I'm going to bring up something that's touchy right now. We might have to edit this bitch out. Jeffrey Epstein. We know him, right? Oh, who's that, bro? <laughs> okay, okay. So, you know, no good, evil bullshit right now. Jeffrey Epstein did what he did. He did, he did some crazy shit, but let's be real. How did he get there, right? He, he literally went from a nobody, just like just an investor to doing what he did and making having his own private island let's, let's be real that's billions of dollars you don't just own a private island billions of dollars so how do you go just from the average joe investor to having billions of dollars and like shaking hands with presidents it's, it's from it's connections it's persuading people that's exactly what he did hmm. it's probably a terrible example because he's no, probably the most, a, bro that's the example i want dude right I, I was going to say, I might not want that, bro. But I think the, <laughs> that's what I want. Is only going to be like a million dollars or so. Like, you can buy islands online. Like a million right, right, right. But yeah, I mean, bro, he, but he had was, fuck like, islands, bro. He had fuck islands, dude. Yeah. A huge island. Plus, he built he fuck, fuck islands. They, all they did was fuck. <laughs> Plus, he had like a private jet. Well, I'm everything. sure they did like rituals and shit, too. Yeah, he literally he had, had everything. But uh, yeah. And he killed himself, dude. No, it's, it's oh, not yeah, yeah. at all. <laughs> it it makes sense, though, right? It just shows you the power of connections and, like, networking. Because here, here, here's the thing. Here's, like, the simplest way to get rich. Work with someone who's already rich and make them feel good about being rich. It's seriously that simple. And I, I've learned that working in corporate. Like, if you, if you hook up with the top performer and make them feel good, like, hey, man, how do you do this? How do you do that? They will literally teach you everything, and you can skip all the books, you can skip all the YouTube videos, whatever the fuck. 
it, it's it's literally just about talking to people, man. And that's yeah. that's what I want to want to touch on on my Twitter. That's yeah, no, you should you should keep doing that. Like obviously, um, are you planning on releasing any sort of a product? Yeah, so you have your email list, right? Yes, yeah, so that's that's been doing really well. I've been kind of low key about it, but all I have is just a email plug in the in the bio. People are signing up probably like ten or twenty a day, give or take. Probably like ten a day. That's a it's lot. Crazy. It is. It is. So the yeah, yeah the newsletter is definitely gonna be popping off. What were you saying, Cody? What are you talking about? Uh, I just have, that's, that's probably that's a good amount of getting like every day. Um, right. You affiliate products on like through your email letter, or is it like or? Are, of just curating them right now for your own product down the line. So it's, it's going to be both. So as far as my products, that's going to be later, but I am affiliate affiliating within the newsletter. Um, other people's courses on Twitter. And I have a, I have a couple websites that I use off of it's Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we could discuss it after the podcast as far as like the exact process, but it's definitely working. I'm definitely right. signing up for it. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, but as far as my own products, I, I have one course, but I've kind of kept it low key. I gave it to Volk actually uh, within the Discord. He's like the only one I gave it to because he reached out about it. <clears throat> um, it's just about body language, tonality, and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I have like three other courses, but it's all it's all a timing thing. I'm just waiting because I think right now it's just about providing value, and then I'll be dropping the gems later. For sure. What what do you think are the most important things uh, just off the top of your head regarding body language and uh, tonality? Yeah, so both of them are literally, so when, we, when we're talking about building connections, how you present yourself is just going to make the, the interaction a lot more smooth, right? So as far as body language goes, there's small things you can do, but the main thing is focus less on yourself and more about the other person. Uh, so when you analyze people, so like tomorrow, like let's, let's all do this, everyone listening, not just you guys specifically, but just tomorrow when you're working, analyze people's movements, right? Are they crossing their arms? Are they crossing their legs? Are they blinking more than they are? They are. Take notes. As weird as it sounds, man, take notes on like what these people are doing and then come home and analyze them, right? And what you'll notice is, People who are in like fearful situations, they'll blink a lot. They'll, they'll, they'll get nervous. They have these nervous tics where they're lying. You can spot liars. Like if you're with a girl and you know she's she's cheating on you, you can ask a couple questions, analyze her body language. Boom, you're good to go. Um, but to answer your question, like what's what's like a top like just go to that anyone can take? Honestly, just so in sales especially. Like the more eye contact you have with someone, the more you're going to build that connection. So I'd say keep it about 80% eye contact and 20% just you can look away. Um, but the eyes are, are, the, are the key to the soul. So that's number one is just build eye contact with people. Learn how to do that. Keep open body language. You know, don't cross your arms. Don't cross your legs when you're in public situations. Because uh, it just, it, it's confidence. You know, no, no one likes someone that's timid. You know, you, 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 you want to stand out, that makes sense. So eye contact, open body language. Um, 
you know, take up space, but don't be crazy with it. Things like that. It's just going to make you, it's, it's going to make you feel great too. Like the more you, you have positive body language, you're going to feel that within yourself. Cause we'll, think about when you're like in a depressive state, your, your shoulders are hunched, you know, things like that. You're just very low energy. And like, if just by like fixing your posture, looking forward, right, right. Just fixing your posture, looking forward, it makes you feel important, right? It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like I do all this pretty well. I yeah. can probably cross my arms less. I feel like when I get just get tired naturally, I'll cross my arms a little bit. But besides that, yeah. I am paying attention to the other person more. I really like that. That was yeah. like, that was, that like clicked for me. I was like, oh, I should definitely do that. Yeah. I yeah. pay attention to it more for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very easy to, it's, it's, it takes some getting used to it. So it's just like learning any other thing. Um, right. Body language is a skill. For sure. I'm trying to think, oh, oh, here's, here's a question I have for you uh, that I think would be really valuable for the listeners. Um, so you work a lot of hours. I do too. Right. Um, so maybe we can both touch on this, but Hey, how do you like, even though you work such a massive amount, how do you like stay in shape and like keep that consistently? Like, what... <laughs> uh, no, no. So yeah, that's a great question. So honestly, it, it really does come down to discipline. Like there's, there's days I don't want to work out, but, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the gym just busting my ass. Like, it is tiring. Like, I get it. You're coming home. Even even if, like, my family members call me, right? Like, I come home from a long day. The last thing I'm going to do is talk to, like, my mom or dad or anyone on the phone just because I had so many phone calls. Like, just that shit can be draining. But really, it just comes down to just you knowing what you're ha- you have to do and just getting it done. It really is that simple. Like, no motivation, no courses are going to be able to help you there. You just got to You just got to do it. And especially when it comes to the gym, the thing about the gym is you might not feel it during that session, but the benefits you get after that session or the days following is going to give you the energy, if that makes sense. 100%. Uh, I I've, I found a few things like, well, the first, I was going to ask you one follow-up question before I said what I was going to say. Um, yeah. How many days a week do you go to the gym? So I have a home gym. I posted in the Discord. So it's very easy. It's a lot easier for me to like not drive 30 minutes. I can just literally <laughs> five feet away. I have a full blown gym. So it's a lot easier. Uh, so I go about six days a week, five or six, give or take. And I do like a push full legs sort of split, focusing on like hypertrophy and strength at the same time. For sure. It sounds like we have very similar like routine. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had times where I've gotten injured uh, yeah. and um what I've always found when I'm like going, trying to get back into the gym after like an injury or um, for a while I was doing jujitsu. So I kind of took a break from the gym for like three or four yeah. months. Jitsu instead of the gym. Right. And right. I, yeah. Um, and I, and I've just found that like getting back into the gym, it's best to like do 20 minutes or 30 minutes the first day. And then, for, and then you can crank it up to 40 minutes the next exactly. day and just slowly work your way into it. So it doesn't like, make you miserable and burn you out but if you're doing it alone um that's why i found his work for me and 
just the first day you get back into the gym, just hit legs. Just hit right. legs the first day, you know, because then you're going to be like 10 times more prepared to do back or chest the next day. Exactly. And yeah, just to touch on like the whole home gym thing. A lot of people think like a home gym is like a miracle. And it is a lot of times. Like if it's shitty weather, you can just, you have a home gym, you're good to go. But here's the, I do miss public gyms. And I even have a membership just to go sometimes. <laughs> so the thing about public gyms is you think having a home gym is going to help you more as far as scheduling goes. But when you're, when you're around other people, when you're lifting, I don't know if it's just me, but I get an energy from other people while I'm lifting. It's not like an ego thing either. It's not like I want the eyes on me. It's just like having other people around you. It's, it's, there's something about it that a home gym can't replicate. It's very interesting. Well, 1,000%. Uh, so I go to the gym on the military base here. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I, I'm Navy, but uh, yep. like I'm, I'm on a Marine base. So Got it. when I'm him, it's like everyone in there is not everyone, but about 60 to 70% of the people in there are like bigger and stronger than I am. Exactly, I'm, exactly. I can bench two plates. Like I'm pretty strong, you know? Right. And guys are just nuts. So it's like, it's motivating. Oh, motivating. And I think like it's awesome for people to go to a gym where majority of the people there are in better shape than them. Absolutely. Because, yeah, it'll just push them to a whole nother level because you're you physically see them around you. And, like you almost like naturally it's just like such a natural inclination to almost see them as like a threat. And you just need to like perform right. to that level. I, I completely get it. Yeah. And yeah. uh I found that to be very valuable as well. Like, I don't think it's good to like pay $10 a month to go to a planet fitness. Cause you're not right. going to get as much out of it as, you know, as opposed to like LA fitness or like a hole in the wall gym that has like a bunch of super strong people in it, you know, hundred percent. And it just, and just touching on that, having a gym partner is insanely beneficial. Like if you can get a gym partner, that's like, sometimes I'll be, I notice it like when I'm working out by myself, I'll have like a coworker, you know, come over, we'll work out together. Uh, when I'm by myself, let's say I'm hitting 230 for bench and I'm hitting like six reps. When I have a gym partner or I'm in a public gym and just feel that energy from another human being, I can get eight reps. You know what I mean? Like just, just someone telling you like, come on, bro, you got two more. There's something about that that you never get by working out by yourself. 150% agree. Um, I've had gym partners kind of on and off as I've been yep. going. I've been in Hawaii for about three years now. But um, but before that, I had like a consistent gym partner all through high school and early, yep. early college. And it was so invaluable, you know. Oh, it's and insane. It lifted the same weight and it was just so easy, so good. Uh, such a great experience. But yeah, finding a gym partner it can be a really cool thing, but yep. you can still do it alone. It's just yeah, definitely. It's definitely more of a grind that way. And uh, it's you definitely got to discipline yourself more. Like there were some days when I had a gym partner where I didn't want to go or he didn't want to go and we would just push the other person to go. Super simple, super easy. But when you're on your own, it's like, fuck, you got to like slap yourself a few times. Yeah. <laughs> And, and yeah. it goes back to like persuasion and sales, man. Like the gym, I've learned so much from the gym that's carry, carried over into my work habits. Like 
the thing, same thing with a gym partner. If you have someone that's doing better than you, that's second place in your third place, just having them like mentor you is, is incredible. Like sales and the gym just go so well together. And it's just, I can't ask for a better life, man. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I was just about to say something. If you have anything to add, or Brandon, are you still there? Of course, yeah. No, I'm just listening, yeah. <laughs> hey, do, you, do you have any questions, Brandon, or were you going to say anything? Not off the top of my dome. Um, honestly, like, I don't really I, – I take the other things a lot more seriously than I do the gym. Right, right. Having an accountability partner – not even an accountability partner, just, like, if someone to go to the gym with, like, all the time, that right. is cool, and I've never had that. And I'm just thinking about, like, how cool that would be if I did. Like, it'd be so fucking simple, dude. I'd be in there all the time. Like, it'd be no big deal. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And so, Cody, just obviously, people. once you move here, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You guys are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I move there, bro, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whip your ass into shape, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ain't whipping fucking nothing, bro. Fight, bro. Like, <laughs> bro, touch, bro, come close, bro. It's a head yeah. kick to the fucking <laughs> bro. Nah, it's yeah. – uh, you know what's – about the gym though is like i actually have found that like in the like few months that i did jujitsu i learned on the mat even more than i did like in the gym i don't know if you've done like any kind of martial art or anything like that but especially when you're rolling with other people and like talking through and talking through it after it's like it's uh, i mean i've definitely learned more from the gym overall because i've been doing it for so long but um it's like going starting a new martial art or starting a new, you know, whatever. It's no, like starting like martial arts like starting teach you the, the realities of pain, bro. What? Martial arts teach you the realities of like what it's like to actually be in pain and someone can do whatever the fuck they want to you and you're helpless. Like that's that's martial arts. Like you you start like Muay Thai and someone just starts blasting your shins and blasting your body and blasting your fucking face with, with their head. <laughs> yep. They're just like, I can't do anything, dude. Or soon when they're just knee on belly, pulling your gi, knee on belly. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're just like retarded, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like starting something new. It's like starting the gym from day one of like when you went to the gym and like having to learn a whole new mental skill set basically and like creating yep. a whole other discipline that's different because there is like brandon said it's like painful like literally pain like the gym can be painful at times like if you're doing heavy squats you know for a while it can be painful but martial arts <laughs> like when you're getting choked out like 10 times in a row it's like yep. it's just a different animal you know Bro, just the other day herman was uh north south on me and his ass was just in my face and i was like fuck dude like not only was he just like laying on me, just like heavy laying on me, like trying to like like just do dirty shit to me, like as far as like moves go. His his ass and his balls were just on my face, and I was like, like God damn, like I was just trying to like get some fucking room to breathe. It's just fucking. Not only, I mean, of course, like that's just hilarious, but there's so many times where I literally cannot breathe. Like I have tapped from I guess suffocation or like ability to handle what is going on probably tap from that like i don't even know like 50 times like i've been doing so much jujitsu for so long like, yep. like tapped yesterday because i was 
gassed the fuck out, bro. I was straight tired. Uh, bro, jujitsu, like, of course, there's a lot of, or all martial arts, there's like a lot of lessons in life. Yeah, 100%. Aside from that, bro, I just think that they're the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I know. Like, here, no here's the thing. Than martial arts. Like the gym, like sales, martial arts. Like everyone needs to, I feel like everyone needs to get punched in the face at least once. Uh, just like in sales, I feel like everyone needs to get rejected. Like you need to feel pain. You need to feel rejection in order to progress. It's the same 100%. thing. That's why the gym is just so powerful when it comes to sales is getting rejected feels like you're getting punched in the face, but that rejection for every, every 10 calls, you're going to get punched in the face five times with those five, those five calls are, you know, it's going to make you rich. For sure. Yeah. That's something that I like actively do, bro. I just throw myself into the trenches, like into the shit yes. I'm prepared for it or not, because whether I win or lose, I know it's invaluable. Like that is something that I just have. If I didn't do it, I would gain nothing, you know? Right. Yep. I'm really just in like, I'm not really thinking about shit right now. I'm just doing shit. Like I am just doing things. Like if I'm like monetizing opulence, bro, I could have waited the next year and a half to do that. Right. There's no point in like, in my mind anymore, you know, like why, like, even if I'm not prepared for it, still going to do it. Yeah. 100% 100% makes sense. Still gonna do it. And if I lose and I fuck up and fail, fuck it. Fuck it. Because, like, I don't know, like, waiting around to see if that's gonna happen or not and like trying to get it perfect, right? That's the main thing. Like, if you think it's there's just a time, like, I think there's a time when it's gonna be perfect for me to get on a sales call, the perfect time, right? No, that's just like, gonna miss out on all the other times where there's when it's not perfect. Like, that is just a a hopeless reality. Like, oh, I need things to be perfect for me to take action. I like, I, I don't think I consciously thought that, but maybe I subconsciously did. And then I heard it in a podcast with uh, Robert O'Neill, which is a dude that domed yep. bin Laden, blasted Bin Laden. And then and, right. and yeah, they were just talking about like, or, oh my God, wrong one. It was Jesse Itzer. Jesse Itzer, the dude who runs a bunch of marathons and shit, he was just right. like, I closed the airline agency for like X amount of dollars when I was 24 because I just decided like, for one, he was just honest about his progress and two, he just decided to do it, whether he was prepared or not. And that's yeah, really what exactly. I attribute to all my success to recently is just doing things that I'm not prepared for. Like I, I want to go to the gym or not, still go. Whether I want to go and roll jujitsu and risk the shoulder, still go. Whether I post a guide in the channels and don't know if it's good or not, still doing it, you know, like. Exactly. And I have friends around me that can actually criticize me, like you, Cody, obviously, and you, Aaron. Like, you can criticize me, and I want it so that way I can just improve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, like, an amazing way where, like, we balance each other out is, like, I'm so patient, and I'm, like, I'm pretty much a perfectionist to the point where it's almost a bad thing and you're like almost on the exact right. opposite side. <laughs> so we're just able to like communicate and like criticize each other and like just improve and it's been like it's been like that for years you know right uh, i think i'm a little bit more of a perfectionist than you think because like when i publish something bro like i don't want it to be bad like i i hate for sure I hate my image looking like shit, like, cause I did it myself. Right. Like if I publish something retarded, like that's on me. And so 
I am. I do think I do take things seriously, but like I said, I just I'm not gonna overthink it, you know. Right. I think we've both gotten better at the opposite sides of the spectrum and have like almost crisscrossed at times and stuff like that. But that's where we came from, is the point. Um sure, for sure. Yeah. We gotta do a podcast together, obviously. But yeah, fucking uh yeah, dude, Matrix bro, like so you're living in DC right now? Yes, sir. And a shorty solo dolo at the crib. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got a girlfriend right now. For sure. She cool? Yeah, she's uh she's really cool. She's <laughs> I'm getting her into sales herself. She might actually be working for the for the company I'm working for as a retention specialist, which you know it, it isn't sales, but it's keeping keeping people to yeah. that uh, that network. Yeah. How would you, you feel that, about uh, how would you feel about your girl like working under other guys? Uh no, I, I no, I hear you. So part of me, you know, fifty percent of me is kind of like fuck that. But then the other half of me is like, I get it because, you know, the whole the whole thing, and I see it a lot on Twitter, is like, should girl or woman work corporate? Should they climb the ladder? Honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like, none of that shit really, really matters to me. So it doesn't really affect me because I, the thing about a relationship is it's, it's about trust, just like any relationship, right? So it, it doesn't bother me. Like, if she sucks a dick to move up, she sucks a dick. It is what it is. Hopefully not, bro. Hopefully not. Yeah, I, we got we got to secure the bag, like no matter what. You go Harvey Weinstein on us, bro. Yeah. Yo, damn. Now we mentioned Harvey and Jeffrey, bro. Can we just go full in the conspiracy? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I got to stay anonymous, man, because I'd be fucking fired if this one came out. Bro, sure. that's my thing too. Like, I just want to talk about that shit. It's just so fucking fun, dude. What What is, is the What is the COVID situation like in DC? Uh it's. It's, it's not as bad as it was. Like we still got to wear masks. Matrix actually raided the the capital. Actually, yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, bro, that was him. He organized the whole thing. The DC <laughs> man, it's like the crazy. The, the DC, the DC <laughs> Matrix riots. I mean, just today, dude, there was like eighty thousand people out here protesting. Like, shit's crazy out here. Really? Yeah, oh, regarding wow. the capital, it was about the capital too. It's insane. Wow. Oh, they were, yeah, they were, like, protesting, letting them go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking yeah. nuts. <laughs> so you, you pretty much just avoid that stuff? or um, you ever Yeah. So I, I used to be heavy into politics, but then I, I don't know what it is, man, but sale or just, like, working, sales, it kind of puts all that shit, like, in the, in the background. Like, it, 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 teach, it teaches you a lot of things like politics in the grand scheme of things. There's things we can control. There's things we can't control. You can still have your morals, but listen, what, what's going to happen is what's going to happen. Like whatever's laid out, it's, it's going to be done. Like holding up a sign and like protesting, isn't going to change the world. Like the only person that's going to change the world is you. Like if you, if you genuinely want to change the world, you got to get, you got to get rich. Like yeah. <laughs> people like that. Like I was, that's- yeah. Them, like, that's what i was gonna say bro like that was literally the only thing i was gonna say is like my just my get rich on, my view on politics is very simple if you want to fucking change something you got to get rich and you got to have like yeah. real deep influence or else those people aren't gonna fucking listen to you bro Ex- exactly the world. that's 99 percent of like the opposite of the opposite side of twitter 
political right. Twitter. No, yeah. no, none of those people matter. Yeah. yeah, literally. I actually like to look at it just from a comedy perspective. Like, I just think Joe Biden and, like, all this shit is just so fucking funny, dude. It, just, it is. It, it's it, a right, The jokes write themselves. Like, it is blatantly obvious that they are lying to us. The dude yeah. bonehead. Kamala is just under the bed, like, hiding, you know? And I don't know. I just, I genuinely think it's funny. Like, I don't think it's funny as far as, like, citizenship goes and, like, residency. Like, I don't know how right. much I'm living here anymore. <laughs> Yeah. I think, yeah. 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 I just think shit, I think it's genuinely funny, but I'm just, I, I, comedy means a ton to me, you know? And like yeah. Bill Biden writes the jokes himself, bro. Like million, trillion, billions worth. Like the dude's retarded. Right. And the thing is, like, if you're going to get into politics, the, the, fur, the furthest I'd go with it is locally. Like, if you're going to build something, build up your community, like, help out your neighbors. Like, that's that you can do and that you can actually make a change with. Like, I've seen it, I've done it uh just just uh, you know it is what it is like just build up your community and i'm not saying politics don't matter like if you genuinely genuinely want to go down that route it's gonna take years of you just get rich literally like once you have money your voice is heard it is what it is it's easy it's easy to leverage it it, politics is all about money that's all it is yeah. Yeah, but Money the power. power. Shit. Most likely, most, like, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but like, I've heard it so many times from so many like smart people that it just makes such obvious sense to me. Like, all the elections, all the like law changes in place, it's all, all influenced by money. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all like, if you follow the money, you can see why things change the way they did, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. Here's my opinion. It's, it's a very controversial opinion. Uh, but especially these days, we, we do play politics, whether we want to or not, especially when it comes to corporate sales. Like, you have to play the politics. That's that's the main uh, thing. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It, it turns off a lot of people. A lot of people quit sales because they don't want to play the political game. But it is as shitty as it is man 80 percent of it is politics i would say about 20 percent of it is actual performance so you kind of you kind of again it's it's just like twitter the platitude accounts if you want to win the game you got to play the game it is what it is yeah that's kind of the way that i look at it yeah for sure yeah it's not a bad thing it's not a good thing like people we all have our way of making money right fuck so did I upload this one? I was kind of wrecked at some points. <laughs> I mean, it's up to you, man. It's a good conversation, nonetheless. Yeah, I thought it was, like, great, dude, but you might have to cut, like, a few parts. Or, like, you can post clips of it. Yeah, yeah. It's up well, to I you. I definitely could do that, actually. I'll just do that. I'll just cut it out. If there's any bullshit that I'm talking to, you're talking to. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, we went crazy on this one. That's, yeah. like, how I want it to be, though. Of course, I need to I know. I hear you. I hear you. I need to get it's better at it. What? It's the best one we've done for sure. Like, oh, I, I disagree. Really? That's just based off of my own performance. Oh, okay. You know, but like, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, the way that I really do want to build this is more like a Joe Rogan thing. Like, that's that is like that's what I personally want from, you know, like, 
I don't know if this is going to be the Oculus podcast or like the all day podcast, but either way, it's going to have that flavor to it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just not that serious of a dude. Like I'm serious when it comes to like getting money and like my, like my family and shit, you know, like people around me, like defending myself and shit. But like, I like to fuck right. and talk shit and shoot shit. I would talk about Jeffrey Epstein for the next three hours. Like I don't care. I hear you. I do care. I just think that shit's hilarious. Like I think it's. No, I think we should. I, sh- I think we should stick with this. Um, we could we could separate it into two different things, right? Like if we want to get serious, we can have like with me and you, like me, you and Cody. I mean, we can make a whole different schedule another day where we're, you know, talking straight to the point without any bullshit. But I think right. what we're doing now is just we should do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just don't like. I guess I just don't understand the point of like talking about, uh, like referring to Joe Rogan because I, I've watched a good amount of Joe Rogan and I feel like he has like depend. It just depends on what guest he has. Like Elon Musk podcast, he has like pretty fucking serious. You know, like it's yeah. Pretty no, I think so too. Yeah, serious to the point like what information. But like then he'll have a comedian on and then they're just shooting the shit. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly. Yeah. So so it can go either way. So it's yeah, not no, necessarily I agree. Yeah. It's a more serious episode. I don't think so. I completely agree. Yeah. And if we were if we were gonna go down that route, you know, we, we need the equipment because you know, presentation is definitely if we're trying to catch eyes. Um yeah, I think for now, this this what we're doing now is good to just keep on opulence and then like later down the line start moving it into youtube if we get the equipment get the setup and it makes sense to spend the time doing it so yep. now is i'm gonna edit this one and then we should start doing more yeah and again yeah if, we, if you want to make a whole separate podcast that's fine or we could just keep this one uh but i, I like this style i like just conversating rather than going full money twitter yeah yeah i mean i feel like that's just how it's going to be for me because that's what's like personal to me like i can't right be, right exactly i can't sit here and be like all right bro we'll tell me <laughs> sales and how, you how much ad or all you store what we had this dude uh we had this dude on spaces the other day it wasn't even our space bit. i don't know was it brandon spaces or you remember when the dude was just talking about like spirituality and he was just like bumping platitudes in there for like really? one oh fuck man yeah I, dude <laughs> Some, I, I gotta make sure that i don't do that bullshit you know like, <laughs> dude what are you dude, doing that's... that shit? I, dude and he was also like while he was bumping platitudes he was like trying to promote like an mlm and i was just like <sighs> oh my God. like i just can't do it dude no i actually can't do it that's something i struggle with like like what he was saying sense like and he he was a good talker you know but he was just like the actual content of what he was talking about was just like going no basically like Like, no information was gained no like no productivity no nothing to laugh at i gotta i gotta deal with a lot of that shit in my real life uh scenarios so i can't i can't do that on twitter that's insane oh yeah when i was talking to sasha i talked to him for like an hour and a half on a podcast and we talked about like pretty much just like straight history and like culture like that's all we talked about and like that shit like he was like on like the same like it's like when spencer and i talk you know we're just like like it's just like i don't know like i don't know like science and shit and history and shit like that shit fascinates me and so 
I can't help but want to talk about it, bro. Like, yeah. science and history I could talk about for a while. But, like, when you and Spencer talk, start talking about, like, animals and shit, you guys could talk about animals for, like, hours. And I'm just like. I, I mean, like, you're an animal, bro. Like, you're an animal, bro. Like. I'm a beast, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm a man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, like, that's what I really want to do, bro. I just want to be able to, like, put my my touch on it of course like i want to ask the, the best questions and be good at listening and shit um if i'm being honest i took a couple of shots at the beginning of this podcast so i'm a little fucked up you know? <laughs> i love it so that might that might explain why i fucking shit the bed a little bit but- dude i honestly like i can tell when you and i couldn't tell at all yeah i don't know that's good yeah I don't know, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'll listen to it and like, I'll take out the good parts and shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about me now. Naturally, like, I just, uh, I am much more Joe than I am Lex Friedman. Like, Lex Friedman, is just stoic. Oh right, right. You know, <laughs> logic. Just like the whole time, yeah, yeah, and like I just I like making like jokes and shit. I don't know what the fuck it is, dude, but I just like having fun. Like I think comedy is the shit. I mean, it's when I hear a good joke, bro. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker, bro, that was so good. I'm like, you motherfucker, dude, that was so good. Like, yeah, that's how it should be, man. Yo, so we've been on here for like hour and 45 minutes or so i i just wanted to ask matrix if there's anything else you wanted to specifically talk about today that you wanted to get out there i guess to i think we should do another one actually i think we should yeah yeah if we're we're gonna talk street sales and yeah we can we can do that another time because this was we were just shooting the shit here for sure i'm gonna gonna cut out some of the some of the parts where cody asked you questions or asked you questions you answered them that i feel like will be useful right but i think organizing it more obviously will be important like just between i don't know like that's where it gets weird for me right like i need to do my research obviously like when rogan has on like that fucking naomi park girl right like the yeah. korea girl like where she was like talking about North korea you know what i'm talking about i've only seen like of that one so yeah like that podcast is like interesting for sure but what I think is cooler is the joke that Andrew Schultz made about it when Rogan was like, she's like, Rogan was talking about how tiny like her frame is, like her body, like because of the famine. And <laughs> bro, but she has big tits. And Schultz was like, not all of her, bro. No. And Joe That's was funny. like, yeah, I think that was a surgery, bro. And uh, Andrew Schultz was like, yeah, bro, honestly, like, when I saw those, I was thinking about putting my girl on the rat diet like i was thinking about starving her you know just like that's funny as shit like it was just so funny and rogan was like all right bro i get it like i get it (laughs) but yeah i mean there's just a time and place like of course i probably shouldn't be drinking if i'm talking to naomi park right like the girl from north korea so i have alcohol gonna be good man take a shot for a sales call i have an issue with moderation bro like if i'm i'm I have moderation issues. Yeah, I, I feel like a shot or three isn't bad if you're talking to people, but once you get into like the four, five, six shot territory, yeah, you're you're gonna start. To yeah, I get there pretty quick. That's the issue. Like, shot for no, me. me too. 
Two shots for the most person. Normal person. Yeah, but low tolerance as well. Just from everything else I take. Yeah. Oh, I can drink, bro. Like, I can drink like a liter probably tonight, which is really fucking bad. Like, you should do that. And then we should do the second part. Uh, the second part of this. Oh, bro! See, that's my thing. Is like I would do that in two fucking seconds. <laughs> be it's just me talking oh, shit. about shit that I think is cool. If no, that's what I do. I, I do the same thing. If I drink, we can like, start talking about that, bro. I'm gonna get your number, and you can just Facetime with Cody and I. <laughs> literally, Absolutely. I talk to Cody yeah. every day. Like I talk literally most of the time. Like we Facetime like every day. No, <laughs> probably like six days. I think I think Aaron would be the perfect person to start FaceTiming with, just because, for one, your ego is normal, you know. Like, of course, sometimes. You, yeah, I mean, like, oh, oh, I hope it gets big, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally hope it does. No, no. Here, here's the thing. My ego is fucking huge. Like, I'm a narcissist yeah, by me nature. Too. Me, me too, for sure. But, I'm but sales kind of sure. like flip that. Like, I have to, I have to put on a role when I'm working. Have you ever felt bad for being so good looking? No, I love it. I, I know you guys haven't seen me, but I am beautiful. You will see. No, I've seen you. I think you had a picture of yourself forever. Oh, I forgot about that. So, see, I'm not anonymous. I'm not fucking anonymous. No, nah, we've seen you, bro. You're beautiful just like us, bro. Not I forgot about that. Cody's ugly as shit, bro. Have you guys ever taken like a dark triad test and actually? Yes, like, like six times just to make sure. I'm curious, like, what you scored on that. Because for me, like, technically, I'm not a narcissist. Like, technically, I'm only like, to be a narcissist, you have to score like over forty-four percent, and I score it like twenty-eight percent. We could we could take that test right now if you guys want to. But I, I remember send me. I remember my results, and it's it's terrible for a person in sales. It's like I think I'm ninety-eight percent. Oh, it's so fucked actually. It's like ninety-eight percent narcissist, ninety-nine percent Machiavellian, and like forty percent psychopath. Yeah, my psychopath is actually higher than my narcissist. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing, though. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, <laughs> yeah. Cody's yeah. told me some cool shit, bro. Cody's told me some dark shit, bro. Um, yeah, we should, we should go in spaces and talk like this. See how people react. Yo, let's do it right now. All right, I'm going right now. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for joining <laughs> in. Yo, I love you, bro. <laughs> well, I'll see you in spaces. Uh, man. <laughs>